Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. I'm going to head back to some of the questions. So Melinda says, does Weldon have any insight or opinions on where the airlines were going to recover, uh, when they're going to recover? <laughs> yeah, I mean, travel, it, it, it's really going to depend on travel. Yep. I personally would not invest in an airline industry just because, I mean, people are getting used to the Zoom and finding out that there's a lot of, they can still conduct business virtually. And it's it's really a lot of the business travel, I think, that kept the airlines afloat. Sure. That obviously has pretty much ceased. And so until that comes back, and which I don't think it's going to come back to the same extent that it ever did, I think, again, they're going to recover, but they're going to have to do some a bit of changes. Yeah, I think they're going to have to do quite a few. And as you and I know, and we have other you know clients and colleagues that are I mean, look what I did. I mean, 15 years, I flew, you know, have my own plane. Uh, so private aviation is soaring right now. Uh, prices are soaring. People are flipping built planes. And um, I think that we're going to see a bigger surge on that side than back in the commercial airlines. And um, even companies, I think, buying uh, more and more companies will buy their own private planes. So at least that's what we're hoping on the other side of this. It was interesting, though, J.P. Morgan, was it J.P. Morgan? I don't know if Thomas is our historian out there. I think it was J.P. Morgan did a productivity report. I haven't personally seen it, but I've had a lot of our clients talk about it, that if you were transactional, you know, being away from the office, that productivity has stayed up. But in the marketing, the creativity, project planning, um, that has actually seen significant reduction. Uh, in productivity of people saying where they need to connect with other people and be on co- uh, collective projects. So interesting to see what the companies will do with reports like that as they come back out. Yeah. Commercial real estate is going to suffer desperately. I thank God don't have any. Thank God, right? No, I would. I would especially. And I mean, you're looking the uh, tech industries and anywhere that's big tech. I think commercial properties around the tech industry are going to be suffering. Right, Joe. Um, Jason wants to know, uh, can you deduct more than you cannot deduct? Yes. This is, I think, probably the question. If you want something to do, be deductible, get creative. I'd say we agree with that. If you do get audited, I mean, it has to be ordinary and necessary. There has to be a business purpose to it. But again, it's about changing your mindset. It, it's thinking about it. It's processing it. And then documenting. It's really documenting your mindset and documenting that. <laughs> That's really kind of the key thing is because, again, you can do whatever you want on your tax return. It's only when you get caught. (laughs) That's so helpful. That's so helpful. It's only when you get caught. And if you do too much, if you get caught, it could be really bad. That's what happens is when they come in and they audit you, you have to have this documentation. If you don't, you're going to be in big trouble. Lots of penalties, lots of interest. I mean, so you have to. And you know, documenting your mindset because they're not going to audit you for three years. It's going to be three years ago. And it's really difficult to remember when you went to that meeting or that you bought that Starbucks, why that Starbucks was a business deduction. There's a lot of different apps that you can get that, you know, you can put notes on it. You can save the receipts if you want. You can write write on the receipt what it was. I mean, that goes a long ways. 
Debbie says, which uh, she thinks that Delta will be better off than the rest. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Having flown a little bit, I can tell you they aren't. Um, they're not high on my list. Um, <laughs> as far as uh, you know, my joke is uh, doesn't ever leave the airport is what Delta stands for. I'm sorry, Debbie, if you like them, I like American. Uh, actually, I like private the most. One of the things with the airline industry, I mean, which I think is probably, you know, the discount tickets. I mean, there's going to be, I think, a separation between like, and maybe it's a little bit more of a, like elite travel airlines and then discount airlines. I think they're going to have to separate themselves a bit between the two because there's most definitely a couple different operating models. I think they are like, I mean, it's, it's shocking that Allegiant Air is actually the sponsor of the new Vegas Raiders field. They're a stadium. It's shocking that they uh, stepped up for that. But I also think that they wanted to capture, you know, everybody flying in for a Raiders game. Right. I mean, they, they want to, I think, compete a bit with Southwest who, you know, holds a, yep. a, a tight, uh, not, you know, lock on that, uh, that airport. Yep. So what do people need to be doing now? So we're headed to the end of the year. Those of you that are already, you would have, uh, you know, that are in the extension process, you would have filed last week. And then uh, looking into October, what else should people be doing now to prepare for the end of the year? I mean, I think that they need an assessment with you if uh, they haven't. And then talk maybe about like a three-year tax review. Like what do they need to be doing right now? So right now they need to get their accounting records up to date and um, in order. I mean, because if we don't have that information, we don't know where to go, where we've been and and what to do. So we've got to have that. Then I would say the next step would be to do a review of at least last year and, you know, probably the last three years, look at the the review for those prior years. Because when we look at that, we can say, okay, this is what you, this is where you are currently this year. This is what you've done in the past years. We can look at the different asset allocations, the different uh, tax deductions that we've taken. Then we can come up with a, strategy at basically a tax savings and, and being able to look at like, okay, now let's possibly, how do we look at, you know, maybe we look at oil and gas, maybe we look at a real estate investment, maybe we look at some of these other things because we need to get that done before the end of the year and obviously quite a long time before the end of the year because, um, you know, and, and also it, it again it comes back to the whole thing is what about it? Maybe we want to do a retirement plan or which, you know, certain retirement plans, we've got to get activated before the end of the year. So we, that needs to be in place. And so we have to, you have to get that stuff planned. So you have to start that now. So what would you say, get your accounting records, just um, again, getting their financial infrastructure in order. Uh, what are the specific documents? Like if they're going to go minimum, what's the minimum that you need to file a proper tax return? So obviously bank statements, what else would be added to that list? What I'm going to say the minimum is and what reality is probably, I would say a profit <laughs> loss is minimum. And so a profit and a loss can be as simple as you going through your bank statements, writing down on a piece of paper, total revenues, different categories of expenses. You've got to go through that at, at minimum. And then plus getting any and all like tax documents, anything because third party investment companies or other companies send you tax documents, getting those all together because that how it gives us a little bit of history and tells us what's going on. That is the absolute minimum of what you need. Okay. And any other questions? Thomas, do you have questions that are out there? Um, some of you said, how do you reach Weldon? I said, I connect with Damon, or if you are a big table client, you have my phone, text with me. And uh, any other questions going on in there any was, social channels? There was one in the Q&A. I don't, I don't think we covered this. I want to make sure. 
Um, should startups S-Core with low profits due to COVID revenue loss still pay themselves a WT salary this year in case there's another PPP government loan offered? Basically, the question is, is should you pay a salary just in case if there's another PPP loan? But if you had low profits due to COVID revenue loss. Yeah. Even if you have a loss, people are going to hate me for this. It depends. <laughs> can't afford to pay the payroll taxes on the wages that you pay. No, you shouldn't do that. But if you can afford to pay your payroll taxes, yeah, you, you might want to reduce the amount of payroll. But no, I think you should still have a payroll. And not just because of the PPP but there are other uh, factors in that. It kind of documents that you're really trying to be a business. I mean, you're running it as if it is a true viable business. And so that way, if you're running at a loss, um, you have the ability to deduct that without really kind of questioning. There's Damon's phone number. Um, so you can uh, text him if you want an appointment. What would you say towards the end of the year? Is there like end of the year planning that, you know, typically it's a little more on the entity side and getting your entity set up. Any other, you know, kind of tax planning and uh, what do they do as they head into 2021, given what we've been through this year? <laughs> um, keep your fingers crossed. Right. No, I mean, because of the governments being either shut down or extremely slow, I think this year it's really, really key to start this sooner than later. And yeah, I mean, it does take a little bit longer to process things. So if you're coming in in December and, you know, expect to get a retirement plan and, you know, the, the entity set up, it probably won't happen. Everybody procrastinates. And so unfortunately, it happens every single year, even though we say this every single year, don't do this. People still do it. Get up off your couch. <laughs> busy get your stuff in order because you need to plan for it especially this year otherwise yeah. you'll pass down again well and uh how would they even catch up i mean i think that's been a question for a lot of people i mean it's so far behind in every category i mean the dmvs 90 days 120 days depending on the states uh i know just like our marijuana licenses you know that's been a 90 to again 120 day delay so how, I mean, how does uh, the IRS or any of these agencies anywhere, ever, wherever they are in the world, how did that, do they just hit a reset button? <laughs> Say, we're going to open the doors and everybody come to the doors. Like, it's going to be crazy. You know, you know I, I can tell you this. I've amended a few returns and mailed them in because I'm anticipating the fact that when they get through this, they're going to be trying to go through this so fast that they're just going to process everything through and push everything as much as possible through. If you're looking at amended returns, I think now's the time to do it. I know we need to talk about that too. Karen says, I have several trusts. Um, so do I need a sole corporation as opposed to an S or a C? I don't know if there's such a thing as a sole corporation. Do you know yeah, what you're talking about? You're either a C corporation or you're an S corporation. I mean, yeah. you, you file as a corporation and then you make an election with the IRS to become an S, which the only difference between those is the S corp. Uh, it flows its income down to you personally or to the owners. Well, and I know Karen's situation. So I would say if you're thinking of, you know, the mine and the product from the mine and it's in Nevada, we're not huge fans of California being over there. But the company, the operating company should be inside the corporation, probably your C-Corp, and then attached to your trust as a generational flow through. And, and I mean, there are limitations of, as far as S-Corporations of what who can be an owner of an S-Corp. You know, you can't have a C-Corp be an owner of an S-Corp. And so there are some limitations there. So you just have to be aware of that. 
You can't have a C corp be an owner of S corp. Interesting. Be an owner of a partnership. Very interesting. Tiffany wants to know um, if you just created an entity and you were a regular W two employee from January to April. What would be a tax strategy to tax high level? Not sure. So um, I, I know her situation. She's she was a pretty high paid W two employee. So her entity really needs to be functioning from April, like May till now, probably take a loss, right? So what's the strategy for her? Yeah, it's trying to get as much of the expenses and deductions into that entity as possible versus running it as a W-2 employee. And, you know, depending on when that was filed and when that was set up, um, you know, we can take a look at that and kind of come up with a, a specific strategy. And then Debbie says, uh, can you tell if an LLC has filed taxes with the IRS? Not the return, just that they have been filed. Not sure what that's. If a return, if something has been filed with the IRS, we can we can figure out if a tax return has been filed with the IRS. Okay. But you have to ask and Debbie, your big table. So just contact Damon to get over to Weldon. Same with you, Tiffany. All right. Anything else they need to know, Weldon, as far as uh, the one question I would just say is like, how did they find a good bookkeeper? Yeah. <laughs> That's everyone's question. Cause you're, I can know, I know you like, you're not the guy to send a big box of shit to like, that's oh, not going to work out. That's not a Weldon. Kind of, there are people you can do that for, but that is not him. So what would you tell them about where to send that box for some people who need to start with the box? Uh, you know, it, yeah. That, that is the million dollar question. If anybody wants to go into an industry that is in high demand, that there's not a lot of people that produce a good product, it's a great position to be in. You just have to be super organized and diligent. Well, you th thanks for putting me on the, on the spot for this one. Some people, and it really kind of depends on the business. So, so I would say a lot of people want to have a person come in and physically be there. You're going to have to interview them you know, hire, you could hire them as an employer, as a contractor. You need to talk to, do a lot of research on what they've done. Look at some of their other work. I mean, look at, at you know, give them their process because there's a lot of people that can go in and mess things up worse than what you have. It. But when you do find a good person, there's people that can do it virtually. If you If you're not afraid of your information being out there, I mean, talk to their existing clients, you know, make sure that you're not the only client. Talk to their existing clients, you know, get their feedback on it. Yep. It's a rough one. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Thomas. Anything else uh, in any of the other social channels before we let Weldon go for today? That's all we have on the chat side and the Q&A side. Steve, anything on the social channels we uh, missed? Nope, I think we're good. Uh, the only other thing that I uh, would like to invite everybody to do is just visit our new uh, calendar on the events page on Integrated Wealth Systems so you can get a better view of what we got going on month to month. So just go visit integratedwealthsystems.com and hit events and you will see that brand new calendar. Yep. And it is uh, loaded into every, like today at four o'clock, everyone in the big table, you have your laser call at four um, and the hundred K calls are up there. Fast cash calls are up there. So you should all know exactly like what's going on week by week. Plus uh, the guys put out a great 
weekly event of what's coming up every week. Next Tuesday on our broadcast, uh, Scott will be on talking more detail about entities. I would say that is going to be uh, kind of a 911 to get to the finish line. And then uh, Jason, who's out here, will be talking about insurance and then uh, wills and trusts. And again, those are date sensitive. Joe will be up also talking about qualified plans. I think that's one question um, just from a tax perspective. Well, then what's your opinion about, you know, the the solos, the self-directed IRAs? I know Tiffany comes from, you know, has some 401ks that got left behind in her prior companies that are moving. Uh, what's your opinion about putting the qualified plan up and should it be more of the C-Corp or should it be in the operating company? How does that help in the deductions? Yeah, so you want to, I mean, as far as the retirement plan, you need it attached to an operating company or a company that's going to have some revenues in there. So you can utilize those revenues to make your to make your contributions. But as far as a the self-directed plans versus a traditional, I mean, the amount of stuff for, for the cost, because obviously the self-directed are a little bit more expensive, but for the cost of a self-directed plan, the amount of stuff you can invest in versus the traditional you can't compare them. So if, you, if you're at any kind of upper income level and considered a accredited investor, you need to have a self-directed retirement plan. I personally like the 401k, the solo 401k, just because you can contribute quite a bit of money to it. It's voluntary. You don't have to do it necessarily do it each year. Get the self-directed. If you're just starting out, getting some kind of plan is a great opportunity as well, but have something create... I mean, even if it's just a, a simple automatic deduction, but create something that you're you're getting used to uh, putting money away. Okay. Investing. Yep. And and the one thing I want to add, and uh, Pamela had a question. Um, if you want to put, I know Randy won't want uh, a direct contact, but how do you use the flip platform? There are a lot of people who've been using it more as their bank, and uh, their your company can have a flip account as well. So it has a wealth trading account. What's your kind of thought on that? Well, then we're, I know some of our clients have just their own personal cash account, right under their own social number. They put a flip account for their business, right as a way to have uh, any cash that they have as investable. And um, with the agreement that it's like a 48 hour, you know, liquidation. And then obviously their Roth account could have a flip and their solo could have a flip. So I think that uh, people aren't realizing there's those different kinds of money, What's your thought on having a company have that as an account for short-term investing? Yeah, I mean, the, the key thing is, is the person who's in charge of it. I mean, if you've got somebody in charge of it that pays attention to their company, absolutely. You've got somebody that's in charge of it that doesn't pay attention to their company, doesn't you know do have the accounting systems in place, doesn't have that that infrastructure in place. It could be disastrous because now they're they if they do put it in, they don't watch it. They something happens again. The whole idea is you've got to pay attention to this stuff. But no, it can be a great opportunity and a, and a great you know short-term investment tool for your company. Yep, would agree. And so, Pam, I think uh, if you want to just put the, what the heck, give Randy's email, I guess, Thomas, so Pam can get some help. But they have a ton of tutorials to that point. iFlip has a, a great platform of tutorials, of lessons. They have weekly calls you can go to. So you just have to engage deeper into their platform to get the help you need. So, well, then, thank you. Appreciate your time. We're just going to stay on and give a few more updates of what's going on uh, for the rest of the day and the rest of the week. Appreciate you. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Thank you. So, again, I put into the chat the laser call four to five today for all Big Table members, even if you are brand new with uh, Corey, Brad, or Laura from the event. 
um, and you're even in the process of signing contracts, just make sure you get to Damon. So and I think, Thomas, they can go straight to the event page and then click there and it takes them. That's where they get their links for anything on the calendar, correct? It's all hot wired. Yeah. Yeah. So when they go to the event, they see something about the Kansas City field trip. They can click in, see the information. Uh, they see the big table. They have the hotel booking link. It's all right there. Um, good to go. Awesome. And tonight, uh, and you do not have to have been at the event to attend at 530 tonight's 530, correct? We have Victor on. I am checking right now. It's at 5.30 p.m. Pacific. Yep. So 5.30, 6.30, be a formal presentation on Facebook ads. So many people have wanted to uh, get to know about it. And um, he presented just briefly in Zapter Hours. And uh, any of you and all of you are welcome to attend and uh, get a just a great presentation on what you need to be doing and how you can either you know, do it yourself when um, he has a program to do that, or you can hire him to do it, which would be the right answer. Because a lot of you, I think, uh, I don't think, I mean, Thomas coaches a lot. Steve does our calls, all of us left on here. A lot of your, I'm going to say slowness or staggering is because you keep trying to do everything yourself. You keep trying to do your own website. You try to do your own click funnels. You try to do your own keep. You're trying to do your own Facebook ads. You got to get a team. There's plenty of people out here uh, for reasonable rates that you can hire to do all that for you. Couldn't imagine if you were at the helm having to do that all day. And a lot of you need to be focused on your ask, tell, ask, and your sales versus that. So, um, again, today, big day today, 4 o'clock and 5.30, um, two very different calls, laser calls. Bring any question you have. And uh, 5.30 will be a presentation from Victor, and uh, we will go from there. Next week, again, um, every Tuesday at 5 broadcast. If you do have questions more and more throughout the week, we were going to be coming live and doing some Ask Laurels and uh, coming live to you on Facebook. Thursday, we're going to do um, some of that as well. So if you want to be available and live and ask some questions, um, especially over on the YouTube channel or the LinkedIn channels, Terry is out and taking a great care of all those questions. And uh, just the more you engage, I mean, this cannot be a flat one directional answer. It's too tough. I have too many other questions to your question to make sure that I'm answering question, you know, your proper question without some assumptions and the angles. And usually I need to know four or five more things than what you just asked uh, to really help understand what you're, what you're really wanting. So watch for those. Um, we will give some uh, heads up during the day that will be coming live and uh, we will get you uh, folks uh, ready and prepped. And where will the broadcast after 5B? What's that one? That's going to be at askbull.com slash marketing. That's going to be, again, the webinar uh, with Victor, 530 to 630. Um, it's askbull.com slash marketing. It's up in the chat box. I'll go ahead and paste it again so you all have that. All right. We will uh, see you this afternoon again. Have a great afternoon, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmeyer, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth-building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. 
So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week. 